lessons have you learned in your garden? What has it taught you? Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, from year to year, you never know how your garden is going to turn out. And I think that might be probably one of the biggest lessons um, that a beginner gardener is going to learn the hard way, honestly. Um, you just never know. Like one year you might have a really successful year with um, the zucchinis. And then the next year, like, what happened? What did I do? I planted the exact same zucchini. I moved them. Uh, what did I do wrong? And the best answer is maybe you didn't do anything wrong. It just, you know, from year to year, things happen. You, you have different weather, uh, more rain, less rain, uh, more heat, less heat. And, you know, it just, it kind of, you just kind of have to go with the flow. Um, let's see. I think the best piece of advice I could give is just don't ever give up. You know, if you have a, a crummy year, uh, try it again next year. Uh, just don't ever give up. Uh, great gardeners, they make mistakes. And, and I use that word loosely. Um, maybe mistake is not a, a good word. Um, maybe more like experiments. Gardeners experiment. And, and then we learn from those experiments. And, and, you know, maybe you planted your peppers too close or your cucumber trellises weren't strong enough and they fell over three times. I know that from experience. Uh, maybe you planted a flower that... Uh, ended up attracting um, all the cucumber beetles in the county to your garden. And I know that from experience as well. Um, but okay, all of these- wait, which, which plant was that? Because we had a ton of cucumber bugs this year. So I love zinnias. They are my all-time favorite flowers. And I planted a, a, um, a variety. Uh, I had red, I had white, yellow. Um, some were variegated. Well, cucumber beetles love yellow flowers. And so what did they, what were they attracted to? The yellow zinnias. What did I have the most of? The yellow zinnias. So, I mean, I was just inviting them, come to my garden, come eat all of my cucumbers. Cause I still had cucumbers at the time too. So it was just like this great big landing strip, come to my garden. <laughs> Now, do you think, would marigolds do the same thing since they're a yellowish, I had yellowish orange? So, you know, marigolds, they have a very strong mm -hmm. scent to them. And I did see them on some of the yellow marigolds, but not as many. They definitely, they were attracted more towards the zinnias than the, the marigolds. That yep. is wonderful to know because I lost my entire crop of cucumbers this year and I had zinnias planted along the fence line that were mm -hmm. literally in a row leading them to the cucumbers. Right. And you know, here's the thing, like I'm not saying don't plant zinnias, plant the zinnias. They are incredible pollinator flowers. Just maybe don't plant the yellow ones. <laughs> if cucumber beetles, if you know that cucumber beetles are a problem in your area and see now I know that they are a problem in our area. So I will be staying away from yellow zinnias, even though they were, <laughs> amazing and gorgeous and prolific like crazy but it's not worth it to be inviting the the cucumber beetles to my garden so right because i yep. do like pickles <laughs> i know right uh so i would suggest if you are a beginner gardener start small um and it's better to be proud of a small garden than 
to get frustrated and overwhelmed by a garden you can't maintain and then you end up quitting. Uh, be realistic. You know, if you have a full-time job, don't plant a giant garden first thing because, you know, it, it does take uh, time to, to be out here and your presence is the best uh, pesticide, honestly, for uh, making sure that your garden is protected and bug free. Um, so, you know, start off small. If you love it, if gardening turns into, you know, the best thing you've ever done, then expand. But um, definitely start off small. You know, I've had years and years and years to kind of um, build myself up to this. And, you know, even some days I feel like, wow, what did we get ourselves into? This, this is big, but as time is going on, I've got plants back here that will keep coming back. Like there's one box that is um, strictly for strawberries. So I don't have to worry about planting that box. There's asparagus in another box. I don't have to worry about planting anything in that box because they're just gonna keep coming back year after year. And this year I've planted a lot more flowers um, the perennials that will just they'll keep coming back I don't have to worry about them other than you know watering them pruning them keeping them clean celebrate the small things uh, I planted cabbage this year it was my very first year that I've ever planted cabbage I never had space for it and uh, I, I saw some cabbage plants at a nursery and I thought hey what the heck I might as well right I've got some extra space let's give it a try and they took forever to grow, but I grew cabbage. It was the neatest thing. And, and you know, I had the kids out there with me when we were harvesting and they're ooing and eyeing. It was huge. Like I could hardly hold this thing. And I mean, it's just cabbage, but I grew cabbage. So that was super fun. And I want y'all to notice the smile on her face right now. <laughs> it is like that if you grow a pumpkin, if it's the first green tomato of the season, there is something magical, whether you love plants or not, but there is something magical about something that you nurtured, put in the ground, thought about watching it grow. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, there it is. You know, there are some mornings, um, you know, in the springtime, uh, the kids will come out and they'll pick their breakfast. They'll pick the raspberries. They'll pick the um, the strawberries. And, and that's, you know, I think we have our own little grocery store out here. Oh, the memories that they can take away from Absolutely. this, from gardening is priceless. Absolutely. Uh, bringing just one homegrown garden vegetable um, to your table, whether it's, you know, a cucumber, zucchini, herbs, it's, it's life-changing, honestly. And I promise you, once you start, you won't be able to stop. <laughs> no, you're going you're gonna to continue finding. Um, I know for us, we love, I love herbs. I love the way it gives freshness. And even in the moves where we couldn't grow vegetables per se, because we were moving before it was time to plant or before we'd harvest, having herbs add such a freshness and actually planting herbs with different vegetables promote healthy um, pollination and protection from other insects. So it, even if you're just planting herbs, um, that's going to add a whole new, and of course, 
we all know me, you can add those to cocktails too. So there's all sorts of different spices of life in there. <laughs> Absolutely. And that brings up a really good point. Uh, you know, some people might be thinking, well, what should I start with? What are some easy to grow plants for, uh, you know, someone who might not have a whole lot of gardening experience under their belt. And, you know, I would suggest, um, leafy greens. Uh, those are really easy plants to start with. And, you know, it's fall time right now. It's a perfect time to, to plant lettuces and spinach. Uh, and they're really easy to grow. And herbs are especially easy to grow. And they're, um, most of them will just keep coming back year after year after year. Um, I'll, I have, um, let's see, oregano, sage, rosemary, all of those plants, they'll just, they'll keep not necessarily growing, but they're, they're there and mm -hmm. they're there for me to use and they're not going to die. So that's great. Great to have them back there. Uh, let's see. Marigolds are really easy to plant. Um, those are, um, they, they kind of, they do two things, you know, they're easy to grow, but then they also attract the pollinators and they kind of act as a pesticide because they have a really strong smell to them. Um, so it'll kind of, it'll kind of, uh, ward off some, some insects, not all, but some. Let's see. I love growing sunflowers, uh, coneflowers, cosmos, um, beets. Um, right now I'm fixing to plant me some garlic. It's the perfect time to plant the garlic. Garlic takes forever, almost 300 days to get uh, the garlic that you can eat. So we plant it in the fall and then harvest it the next year. And if, um, so somebody's wanting to get started, what are some good uh, community organizations that they can plug into? I know that you do the master gardening. Absolutely. Uh, most states have a master gardener program. And even if you don't want to be a master gardener, master gardeners are a great resource mm -hmm. to, uh, to ask questions. And they're always so, so helpful um, and full of knowledge. So I highly recommend, um, you know, checking them out. Um, you know, you can always check with your local library. There, a lot of libraries have um, like seed, seed libraries where you can go and check out seeds and, and they'll have someone there that will, will kind of walk you through, guide you how to grow, um, what's the best thing to grow, um, check out and see if you have any community gardens. Um, that would be another great resource. Uh, you know, like-minded people, people who have experience. I'll tell you what, gardeners, they love to talk and they love to talk about um, their plants, their successes. So, uh, And, you know, the extension service is something else that you can take soil samples into. If you maybe had a really bad year and your the minerals in your soil might be off and they actually um i think most of them do like a free soil sample and they'll send it off and tell you you know you need to add this or that to your soil so that's another good resource in your area absolutely yeah all right i'm dying to see your garden okay would Excellent. you take us on a little tour I sure will. So give me a minute to kind of get myself turned around and I will take you on a quick tour of my Misty Ridge Gardens. I love it. Okay. 
So we've got uh, 15 raised beds out here. Um, most of them are four feet by eight feet, but then I've got some three, um, sorry, four foot squares out here. Um, as you can see, we still have a lot of things growing. Um, it's still very green, it's still very colorful. We have not had our first fall frost yet. Um, I try and grow actually a lot of flowers along with my vegetables because it attracts the pollinators. And again, that is something that I have learned over the years. Uh, when I planted my first garden in Texas, I had maybe one or two um, marigolds, if that, and, and I was just all about vegetables, vegetables, vegetables. I have a vegetable garden. Um, but over the years, I've learned that the flowers are just as equally important as the vegetables. Um, this, this box right here is planted with um, Cosmos, and it was the first year I planted these. I love them, and they reseeded themselves. This is the second planting, uh, and, and they're the most incredible pollinator plant. Um, let's see, we've got, um, let me back up here so you can get the full view. This is a loofah plant along that trellis there. You can see some of the loofah. This was a, a fun experiment this year. Um, I, I know someone had once told me that you can technically eat the loofah, but we're growing them strictly for fun and to, to make the sponges. I've got, I, I know it's kind of dark. Can you see it? Oh, yep. There you go. Perfect. Here's this guy right here. So hopefully it's not too late and we'll be able to, to uh, dry that and, and get us a, a, a dish sponge. This is this craziness here. I'm gonna uh, move around. This is asparagus, this mess of ferns that you see right there. That is um, asparagus. And I know it doesn't look like asparagus, but when you let asparagus just grow and grow and grow, it turns into these giant ferns. Um, so next year will be the year we'll get to um, eat eat our, our asparagus. This is some borage, which is another pollinator plant. Um, you can eat it though. Um, we still have lots of peppers, lots of marigolds. Um, oh, I have some fall tomatoes over here. So we'll see if we get some tomatoes. It is getting chilly at night so I don't know if we're gonna make it um, here's my strawberry bed we started oh. with 12 plants and now it's just absolutely overflowing and I'll swing around here these are my herbs I've got parsley um, thyme rosemary oregano and like I said those are all just gonna be there all winter long mm. I love rosemary and olive oil for bread dipping, focaccias, oh, yeah. um, even soups. It adds such a freshness. Absolutely. And then we've got some basil over here. Uh, the basil has gone to seed, so we aren't using that. Um, and then jalapenos. 
And then again, lots of flowers. The flowers are really showing off right now. Oh, the color is just stunning. You've done such a good job spreading it all out in your garden. Thank just you. beautiful. Yep. It's been, uh, uh, like I said, a, a lifesaver over these past couple months with, uh, you know, the stresses of, of becoming a homeschooling family, which I never thought I'd be, but it just, it happened. Um, and so all this, this color out here just really, it definitely helped. Uh, so cheery, so fun. I love it. Well, I know that we have given the listeners and the audience so many big tips and um, I cannot wait to link the Misty Ridge um, Garden blogs back in the um, notes so people can find that read about because Diana gives her step-by-step like how she plant how she um, plotted her boxes and how they got started so so much great information thank you so much for sitting out there in the cold and talking to us this has been an incredible um, chat and I'm so thankful that we are friends thank you for sharing absolutely thanks for having me Amber all right. And y'all, if you want to find Diana, um, she mentioned Instagram. I'll put that right here so you can check out her Misty Ridge Garden Chronicles. Um, she has little tips all the time. So check her out and thank you again. We'll be talking to you soon. All right. Thanks, Amber. All right. Bye. Bye.